Hey, what's going on everyone? My name is Corey Behrens and you are listening to the Simplistic Views Podcast, where I explore the lives and works of digital marketers and digital creators. Today, I am joined by my friend Christian Altuve, who is a digital creator for Zero Degrees Story and he's a content creator in Chicago. So Christian, thank you so much for joining me, man. What's up, Corey? Thanks for having me. Let's dive in real quick about like who you are and what you do. So you can, can you tell us what you do and who you are? Yeah, so uh, my company is Degree Story. I'm at this point in my career where I'm like rest, going through this identity shift because over the last few years, I've been a filmmaker and a storyteller at heart. But now uh, recently I've been diving more, a lot more into like marketing technology and like marketing tactics. And so I'm trying to like, now I'm at a point now where I help people tell their story through filmmaking and I help them make sure it reaches the right audience at the right time using like Facebook and other digital marketing strategies. So I'm kind of blending in both of those worlds right now. Um, and ultimately, yeah, working with a lot of local businesses as well in Chicago. Cool. Awesome. Well, can we, let's back it up and tell me more about who you like, where you're from and how maybe like how that influenced who you are today. Yeah. So I'm actually a first generation U.S. citizen. People don't really tell because I'm like, a white male and and I speak English very well, but my family actually was born and raised in South America. And so I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio in a Spanish speaking home. I was that white boy in kindergarten who didn't know how to speak English. So, but so it's so funny, but like, but yeah, I think, you know, growing up, uh, I moved around a lot and I think also being influenced with my family from South America, it, it just kind of like opened my eyes from an early age to, to be open-minded and, and understanding that there's different people, different backgrounds and contexts and cultures, like, um, which filmmaking for me is a way to connect with people. So I think that's always been this like theme line that's been going, growing up from my childhood into now my professional career. Hmm. And can you talk to us more about what zero degree story is? Yeah. Zero degree story. Like that name for me is like based on the belief that there isn't anything that separates us as humans. And I want to use storytelling as a vehicle to create that, to create a closer connection. And, and today the way that's taking form is helping businesses tell their stories so that they that way they can connect with their audience through real stories with real people. And how was your, uh, you know, your childhood, you know, you're moving around a lot. How did that influence you as a creator? Um, you know, for me, it, I always, I think I've been wrestling a lot with my identity, you know, cause you know, from being the new kid over and over the moment I'd be comfortable in a new place, I moved and I had to be the new kid all over again that as well as at an early age getting to go visit my relatives in like countries like venezuela and south america and even germany from my mom's side i so i always felt like i was somewhere that i while i could connect with the people i kind of wrestled with belonging and so i kind of had my foot in two worlds where i didn't really feel like i fully belonged in any true one place um but i i think that's a blessing because it it um it forced me or it encouraged me to create that sense of home within myself and that's something i want to bring to the table in filmmaking whenever i'm interviewing people who are different from me i want to make sure that they feel at home in our environment when we're telling the story together so i think that from an experiential perspective that's like huge for me um wanting to create a safe place for people to tell their story you told, we're talking about that you're going through an identity crisis. Uh, what were some what are some tips or some tactics tactics that people can use in order to maybe figure out who they are and what they want to do? Yeah, I think it's uh, just experimentation. Like, just be curious, follow. So for me, like you know, through YouTube was a place that just it's like my smorgasbord of everything I've ever done. So like scrolling through that, I just 
my camera was always by my side, but life's musings were different. So like whether it was cooking or video games, I was just always putting myself out there and exploring. And I think through those experiences, I learned what I like, what I don't like, what I want to keep, what I want to never do again. And like, so that to me, like uh, the analogy I love to use is, is like, I'm creating a mosaic. And so with all my life's experiences, I'm collecting pieces of different shapes, colors, and sizes. And now I'm at a point where like, okay, cool. I have all this raw material of life experiences what, what do I want to put together? Like, how do I create a larger meaning and purpose out of what I've been experiencing so far in life? On the topic of putting all that mosaic together, um, you know, can you tell the audience more about what you like to do, like what you're interested outside of filmmaking? Outside of filmmaking for me, like cooking is like my, whenever I'm not in front of a computer, I want to try to like get into cooking. That's where I'm like with my, like, with my hands, I don't have to be with technology. I'm just there with food. That's a big part of me. And then another another thing for me is I love endurance sports. So I've participated in like Ironman events, a half Ironman last summer. So I love biking, swimming, running, anything outdoors. So that's those are the two primary things that I'm doing whenever I'm not working okay. on the And business. on Instagram, I always, or sometimes uh, during the summer, I'll see you with uh, the rollerblades just going down the, sh- the streets of Chicago. And I'm like, this man's going to get hit by a car. But you know what? You're making it. You're making it. Yeah, I do. I do have a little bit of an adrenaline junkie inside me that I have to like what you see in rollerblades. That's me getting my, you know what, you know, if you're not like putting your life on the table, what is it all for? Right? What's the point? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, so how has maybe even some of that endurance sports or how, how has that shaped who you are as a person? Discipline, I think, is the biggest thing I get from that. Like even uh, in high school, when I went to when I was a swimmer back in the day, we had practice twice a day, almost even three times. So like swimming in the morning, swimming after work, then lifting. And so I think having that that discipline and consistency that's like really important to me. And also, it's how I energize myself. Like um, fitness and nutrition is like super important for me to make sure. Like it just keeps my my mental clarity going. And so that way, I need I need it in order to bring the energy I do and say, so you were born in Cincinnati, then you move all around. How do you end up in Chicago? Well, after graduating from college, like at that point when I graduated, Chicago was still home. Like my family was still here, like in the suburbs. Um, but I was like in between two job opportunities, either going to Louisville and Humana to work for Humana as a business analyst or the same role for a company in Chicago. And so like, that was a, a big, which is a great position to be in as a graduating yeah. college student. But that decision was so hard for me to make. But eventually I ended up choosing Chicago because uh, it was closer to home. I feel like the city, I had more opportunities in the city. Um, so I've been here ever since. And it's been like a really cool place because I have friends from college, from high school and new people that I've met along the way too. And um, I've tried to move away twice, but my heart keeps me here. So there's something, there's some <laughs> no, unfinished no, no, work I have here. Where, uh, where are you going to move or where would you have moved to? Well, I tried to move to Denver one time for a job for like my company. I could have transferred to their office because I love the outdoors. But eventually, like I realized that it just everyone was more excited about it than I was. And I wasn't. So literally a week before my lease ended, I decided to not move. And I like dumped all my stuff into like a shitty one bedroom apartment that I found at last minute. (laughs) And it was hard to explain what it was, but like, like I was mentioning earlier, I'm ha- I moved around a lot. And that was because 
of my parents' decisions. But now I was in a position where I'm an adult. I have my own job. And I felt like just by my nature, I moving felt like the right thing, but it was really empowering not to move because I could choose to stay. And for the first time I had my the own agency and the independence to be like, you know what? I don't want to move. I actually kind of want to stay here. And that felt really and good. And have you ever thought about home. traveling and doing the work that you do? Yes. Yes. I, you know, ever since the pandemic, I, you know, that obviously forced a lot of us to take inventory of what we do and how we do it. And I think, you know, traveling, I love it. Um, but I do, I do like having a ground base somewhere. Like I, I'm kind of trying to work on making more of a, a virtual and remote business, but I know that part of me likes having a, a, a base camp. Um, and so my ideal world would be, you know, living in Chicago during the summers. And then when it's winter, we both live in, in the Midwest. So we're experiencing pretty much the same winter and it's a brutal winter. There's like a week where it's like negative 20 degrees for every single day. And it's horrible. Um, but this last, uh, last in February of, or in January of 2020, uh, I do the, the years are like mixing together now. And yeah, I was yeah. I was traveling out of a backpack in Thailand, and I just had the opportunity to realize that there are so many digital nomads out there. And so I'm like trying for, for the last year because of the pandemic, I've been trying to figure out like, how can I work remotely, but still do the job that I do? It's very difficult because obviously uh, for the production side, you have to be physically on location. Um, and that's where I do enjoy most of the work. So like, you know, it'd be really hard to, you know, to peel me away from something. But, you know, if, if you could get like a, like, um, a pretty high paying job for like three months out of the year and then like have to do, just go edit for the, for the last, you know, however long do that. Or also, or, or like, you know, do it in an agency where you're, you're, uh, you know, putting the puzzle pieces in place and stuff like that. So it, there's so many opportunities that us as digital creators can do, um, but it's sometimes difficult for, you know, having to realize that like, oh, some of the stuff needs to be physical. It sure does. Yeah. Like, I think that's why I'd probably hesitate to fully leave yet because a lot of my clients, I'm in here in person for video productions and like, that's a hard piece is to give to someone else. Like I've already actually earlier this year, I had a project where I was trying to coordinate with the filmmaker in San Francisco and editing that footage was like pins and needles because I was just like, oh my gosh, look at all these little mistakes that they did that I would I would have not done. And so like relinquishing that control is so hard. And plus like, that's what separates us. Like the art, the way we show up on set, the way we make our our uh, subjects feel like that's a huge part of the value we bring too. And it's, um, yeah, I don't know if I could, we're not replaced. You're not replaceable. I'm not replaceable. And I don't know. Exactly. Ever will be. Um, you know, so I guess on the, on the subject of digital advertising, uh, what, you know, what, what recently have you been doing with digital advertising? Yeah. So, um, actually a really cool thing happened where, uh, one of the dance studios that I did a video for earlier in the year, they were with the pandemic, you know, the dance, the dance studio market was just completely wiped. Um, and it was really devastating, but so they kind of had the, they had the, it was like a wake up call for all these businesses. Like, Hey, we need to adapt. And so after kind of like, you know, working on this video with my, my client, Marin, we were like talking about, Hey, how are you going to use this video to, you know, how are you going to maximize the use of this video to make sure it helps you fill in new students? And she didn't really know how she was working with some other digital marketers. She had done postcard mailers trying to do like giveaways, but nothing was working. And so I kind of like, we kind of like sat for, had a conversation for a couple hours, just talked about 
everything she was doing and then ultimately helped her come up with a, a strategy on using Facebook advertising and lead generation with the video creatives that we got to use uh, to advertise to her local uh, market. And it's been really meaningful to see that work. Like she's gotten hundreds of leads. She's filling in new students into her ball, into her classroom for ballroom classes. And to do that in a post pandemic world and to help a small business like that make such a big impact was like really, really meaningful for me. And so now my mission is I want to, I'm telling myself, I want to impact 100 dance studios this year and help them like fill their dance classes again, because a lot of them have a lot of misinformation on marketing. They don't really have the tools or the knowledge that us as digital marketers and filmmakers have. And so it means a lot to be able to like support a business like Honestly, that. Honestly, so true. Times. Let's say that I am on the client side and I'm a client that wants to do um, digital marketing. What, how would you sell or not sell them, but how would you urge them and educate them into um, having video in addition to all of the digital assets or digital marketing and copy that they have? Yeah, I mean, for video specifically, like the biggest thing that the pandemic has caused is it's taken away our ability to be face to face. And so um, now it's like you can't really rely on people like walking in or talking to them. You have to have a way to demonstrate what you do. And so in the dance world, a lot of dance businesses have really crappy websites. They don't, they use stock footage. And so as a, as a parent or as someone who wants to be a part of a dance community, you're getting, you're looking at stock image. You can't really relate with that. And so being able to use video to show your community and to really like give people an inside look into what it's all about is going to be, I think it's huge because then you get a feel for the culture and it helps them attract more people. So like, Let's say you're a local business and there's a, you know, you, you, there's a certain type of clientele you want more of. Maybe you want more young professionals, to, more young professional customers. If you feature their stories and you, and you, and you share those stories, it's going to attract more young professionals. You can't, you can't tell a story of a young professional if, you're, if your customer base are older people. Like, right? like the environment doesn't make sense. So I think it's a powerful way to like really connect and attract more of the kind of customers that um, your business and are is you uh, currently building like that case study out or have you already done that we have that we have two case studies we have two dance studios who are are doing amazing thing uh, for, after all the work so we kind of have those case studies built out um, we're kind of looking at here's the actual dollars of what they invested in, in marketing and that what they're getting in terms of uh, return on their investment too so um, yeah it's very powerful things to do with with videos and like none of them had videos before and now they're like they have more business than they know what to do with which is really right, a really exciting. cool problem to have especially all the content that they're able to I, i'd imagine they'd be able to use this content you know and, and put it out as a strategy a content strategy and you know put it out for, for a few months and stuff like that so that's interesting yeah wow um what's your background and why 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 dance it kind of just fell into my lap like my first dance okay. studio yeah, I like because I have I have a I work with a, a variety of businesses, but uh, I met a dance studio at a networking event like over a year ago, and then she kind of popped up like, "Hey, I need a video." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then we did that, and then just by chance, someone else referred to me another dance studio client. I'm like, "Okay, cool. This is cool." And like you always hear from all these YouTubers and other like business experts is find a niche and dominate it. And I like was resisting. I've always resisted that idea because I want to do everything. But finally today, like this year, I was like, okay, I have to like this. I'm like, I started learning the power of like getting that focus because the more effort, the effort I put into the dance world was just yielding a ton more results for me. So like now 
now I have this like one, one path that I can pursue. Um, and so now I'm kind of like taking on it, even though I'm not a dancer myself, what I love about it is helping a local business owner um, and making, be able to make a real impact with my skill set with videos. And so that is rewarding in and of itself. Um, and so that's why I'm like, and it sounds like there's that. the same principles within it. So, you know, you picked a niche and you picked a subject, which is dance. However, it has underlying principles that you have or values that you align with. So there's small business owners, they're local, you know, and they're, they're trying their hardest to be seen and so, you know, they have the underlying principles going up to that niche. A hundred percent. I think that's so important too, like the values connection, and even what we're talking about, like identity and home is dance is a way for people to express more of themselves and feel more confident in their own bodies. And so like that kind of based on my life experiences, that, that change that they're creating and that transformation that they're able to offer people, like I relate with that a lot. And it's cool to see you know, people who are like really shy about something, they come in, they try something new, they're dancing. And then all of a sudden it's like, you see the joy. Like so can you talk to me more emotions. about like how you as a, you know, you as a 20 something have been networking during the pandemic in a large city? For, I think LinkedIn has been the place for me. Like, I think, uh, well, I think there's two ways I look at networking is how do I, I find and connect with more people who are in the same field as me, just like you. And then there's also the networking of how do I get in front of more prospective clients? And LinkedIn has been a place, I think now that we're all online, I've been just sharing more content there, trying to connect with other professionals in my area too, when we can't just meet up for coffee. So I'm using LinkedIn a lot there. And then on the other side of the coin is like Facebook communities are still really awesome, I think, because you can find like other film, fellow filmmakers, fellow digital marketers, and just have people to bounce ideas off of. So those are like the two, the two main ways that I've been networking from the yeah, company. Uh, so I guess, so I'm in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which is, a, you know, compared to Chicago, it's a, it's, it's small. It's very small. Uh, but the principles and everything are, are still the same, you know, like, I uh, kind of, I guess most of the, like the coffee shops and stuff like that in Iowa really haven't closed. Although there's obviously social distancing and stuff like that. Um, but like I, when I was working in Chicago, probably in, I think it was September for like a week and a half or, so, or two weeks, I was on a film project and um, just like everything is shut down. Like this like couldn't do yeah so i uh, i feel for you guys down there um but it's also i mean it's also been hard for me because i'm like every day on linkedin trying to like say hey you know this is my name this is who i am um uh, and just trying to make a connection that way so it's it's 2020 and 21 21 2021 have been difficult years in making a community yeah it has been tough um I think, yeah, I think going through it, there's just new ways to create that connection. But ultimately, that's what we need. Like, it's just weird going down to the loop and in the middle of lunch hour, where typically it's rush hour, people everywhere. But it's like a ghost town right now. So what's it like being a creator sad. in Chicago? Like, how did you get your start? Well, Chicago is awesome. Like, I think community, like the thing that, that's really kept me here the most is community. And it's it was so easy for me to find other people with similar interests because there's just like, it's a very big city, very diverse, and there's something for everybody here. Um, and just me being someone who naturally puts myself out there, I just really easily made new friends who would just have similar passions for me. And um, so it's, yeah, I think Chicago, the community is awesome. Like what I hear a lot is 
it doesn't have the stuck upness as New York and it doesn't have like whatever, like it's like a cool blend of East coast and West coast. Like people are down to earth. They're real and they're fun to hang out with. Um, and you really feel that vibe. Like you can approach anyone and like, they're going to be generally very kind. Like the Midwestern hospitality is real here. So, uh, I absolutely love it. It's like, it makes it easier too to put yourself out there and meet strangers. Cause everyone's Honestly, so one. That's, that's the kind of vibe I get when I, every time I go to Chicago, which is nice. Um, so I guess maybe you can wrap it up here. Um, I have one last question for you. So let's say that I'm a digital marketer or digital creator. I live in a smaller town or I live out in the Midwest. Um, and I am wanting to make a transition in my life. Um, you know, how do I move myself from a small town into like maybe a Chicago or something that's similar size to that? And like, what are some avenues I go down being a digital creator and making my name there? Yeah, I think um, the principle, like I think that what's helped me, I think with no matter where you are and where you want to go, I personally believe that resumes and all that stuff is just going to be obsolete in the future. And so I think finding where you can make a, a real impact with your skills, no matter how small, whether that's like a local business, um, having real case studies and real examples that you can demonstrate and show your work is just going to be a door opener for, for anywhere you go. And so like kind of the example that I shared earlier with helping out a dance studio, that for me was like my learning ground. I did, I was confident with the video, but less so much about the digital marketing side, but I found someone who trusts me. They're willing to take the risk. And, you know, now I'm, we're succeeding after making some mistakes. Now we're kind of working and now I have a great example and a great story that now I can go to a bigger company and I actually used it. I used it to, to that story of a small business to help land projects with bigger clients. Because like you said, the principles are the same and what people care about more is the way you think about things. And so find yourself a little project uh, to make a real impact. And then you can use that to, as your launching pad awesome, for other man. opportunities. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and taking the time to talk with us today. All right. Well, thank you for watching this episode of the Simplistic Views podcast. I I release these every Tuesday. So go ahead and check next week and uh, have a great time. Peace.